All right, now open your books. And this is on page 118, and it continues on for the next two pages. Take a look at top of the page, example four. Meta ta el thine ton yesun ice ton oikon hoi mathetai ekerasan. After the act of coming into the house, Jesus is the subject of the activity. The disciples began to preach. So now here we have meta plus the accusative, meaning after. It takes the accusative. So the form of the uh, article is ta, which is accusative neuter. Elthine is the infinitive of elthun, he came, or I came. And we use the infinitive because it's, being, uh, it's the gerund-like, the act of coming. Jesus is in the accusative case because it's the subject of the infinitive. So, let's look at the notes. The preposition governs the articular infinitive just as it governs a noun. This is possible because it has noun characteristics. Number two, this is very important. A lot of students never really get this point. The infinitive is unaffected morphologically by the preposition. So, you, you, you don't you don't decline the infinitive itself or conjugate it. The infinitive can be modified by a prepositional phrase like go into the house. The subject of the infinitive is in the accusative case. And look at number five. The translation of the so-called aorist infinitive as pluperfect had come is necessitated by the logic of the sentence and English usage. Jesus' coming was a past act prior to another past act, and in English we call that pluperfect. The so-called tense of the infinitive is irrelevant. Why? Because it only expresses aspect. It only expresses aspect. Now, you can see this with example five. After the act of proclaiming the gospel, the slave is doing it. We will go into the temple. Now look at the translation that I've actually written out for you. After the slave preaches the gospel, we will go into the temple. Now why on earth did I translate the aorist infinitive preaches? Because of the logic of the sentence. The main verbs in the future. And this is what we do in English. We say, after he comes tomorrow, we will go to the museum. So, all this is saying literally is this. After the act of preaching, we will go into the temple. That's all it's saying. Now, a couple of notes here from example five. 
both the subject of the infinitive and its object are in the accusative case. And normally the one near the infinitive is the subject, but sometimes they use a kind of sandwich position, which would be the most formal way to do it. Look at example six. Meta ta, and now I drop the tundulun into the sandwich before kerixai. That, by the way, that sandwich move will prevent anybody from going wrong on what's the subject of the infinitive. And, and the reason in example five, Dulon is accusative is because it's the subject of the infinitive. Right. There is no nominative noun in that. There is no nominative noun. And uh, uh, Wendell. And ta oyangelion is also accusative because it's the object of preaching. Right. So you'll have this double uh, set of accusatives. All right, now. That point number four. Is the subject of the infinitive always in the accusative? It's always in the accusative. He's on a run. Is that 17? 17, 14. I've got to get hard ones now. All right. Uh, the implied subject will be coming up here uh, uh, in some of the next ones. Now, starting on page 119, we've got other infinitive examples with prepositions. Now, we did meta on page 118. Look at number three, example eight. That's diata, and I did that on the board as my example. In response to Joshua, I did a, a version of example seven with pra plus the genitive to plus the infinitive. So we've done that one before. So all of those, one, two, and three, are, are just like gerunds, and we have done those already. Now, flip the page to this number three on the top, D3, because this is the last one kind of under gerunds, I guess you would say, and this one isn't quite so obvious, but let's talk it through. Let's look at example 11. Jesus came, now maybe you put a comma after Aelfen, en to tus matetas ke to oyangelion. Jesus came inside the act of the disciples proclaiming the gospel. Hmm. Jesus came within the act of their doing that. What does that mean? Well, if you think of the act as a time frame, he came within that activity going on, which means during that time. So Jesus came in the act of them doing it, i.e., while they were doing it. So it's not really right to say something this crude. 
that n means while. It's not like that. But it's in the act of, i.e., while they were doing it. So Jesus came while the disciples were proclaiming the gospel. N to plus the infinitive. Now, logically speaking, let's try this on you. Uh, uh, Peter, let's take you. Logically speaking, if I say he came in the act of them proclaiming while they were proclaiming, do you think aspectually it would be more common to use the so-called present or the aorist infinitive? Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, no, in, in the act of them doing something, while they were engaged in doing something. So the end toe will 90% of the time be followed by the present infinitive, not the aorist, just because of the nature of it. And by the way, look what I say in the notes underneath there. In, in the parentheses at the end of that little paragraph. Note here that the so-called present tense infinitive is used for a past act. Jesus came while the disciples were proclaiming. Why? Well, the proclaiming went on when he came. That's in the past. Therefore, I've got to use a past tense verb for the subordinate clause. All of these examples were kind of arranged to lead you away from any false conclusion that I use the aorist infinitive in the past and the present in the present. Oh, no. The so-called tense of the infinitive is aspect only. Aspect only. It's all it deals with. Okay, any questions at this point? I got two more things to show you. All right, turn back. There are two more uses with the articular infinitive, and they are D1 and D2. And both of these are pretty much equivalents. Pros ta plus the infinitive and ice ta plus the infinitive uh, for purpose. For purpose. So let me go over to the right-hand board here. Let's put one up. Hoi mathetai, the disciples, came. Now, pros ta keruksai, the gospel. What would this mean? The disciples came, kerixai, the gospel, to proclaim the gospel. Simple purpose. You had this last lesson. That is just a little fancier version of it, 
And it's like saying, and I remember when our son was about four years old, he would say this. Daddy, I want you to come out four to throw the ball with me. Four to throw. That's what we're talking about here. That's exactly this. For the act of throwing. For throwing the ball. For the act of throwing. So, pros ta plus the infinitive and ice ta. Unto the act of proclaiming. To get into the act of proclaiming. Both of these, they're really equivalents of one another, um, are alternative expressions of purpose. And we had as the most basic expression of purpose, kerixai, which is the basic infinitive to proclaim. So we have, they came to proclaim, for to proclaim, unto proclaiming. I don't know if I'd say it's even more emphasis. It's just kind of an alternative, the way we can say, he came to see her. He came in order to see her. He came that he might see her. He came in order that he might see her. Those are all the same thing. And it just kind of depends on how it feels particularly. Yeah. Every language seems to do this. Um, German does this too where there are a lot of ways to do purpose. And I'm not sure why exactly, but that is not uncommon. But like if you were to go visit your grandma, I went to see my grandma. And then, but you really went to see your grandma because you had a basketball tournament. Would it just like say you actually went to see her? <clears throat> like when I what? Yeah. I say I'm going to see my grandma. What I really meant was there could be more to it than like I think. Oh, there could be more to that. No, I don't think it's used like that. I, there's no kind of inherent guyish uh, duplicity or anything. No, that's right. All right, good. In example eight, for example. Example eight. Yes. The article. Yes. With the preposition. Yes. Not by the act of coming. On account of the act of Jesus coming. On account of the act of coming, think of it like this. Act, act of, of coming, coming, Jesus is the subject. See, the tanya soon. Exactly. No, no, no. They, on account of the act of coming into the house, and Jesus was the guy doing that. Exactly. On, well, on account of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. My point, my point is the I-N-G is in there. On account of Jesus coming. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That's right. See, strictly speaking, strictly speaking, this is not the subject of the infinitive. Strictly speaking, super-duper strictly speaking, it is an accusative of respect, kind of like this. On account of the act of Jesus coming, 
or no, on account of the act of coming. And I'm saying this with respect to Jesus. He's the one involved. Into the house. Then so on and so forth. Right. Okay? So, there's another point that I want to emphasize with this. And it is the following. There is no new morphology for this. We are not talking about new forms of the infinitive. We are simply talking about infinitives with the article and then on a number of occasions being that whole thing, the infinitive and the article, being governed by a preposition being the equivalent of a gerund on account of Jesus preaching like that. 